According to John, Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you asks me, where are you going? Because I have said these things to you, so that sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will, provide the world wrong, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you no longer see me. About judgment, because the rulers of this world have been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all, to all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit, come, stir within our hearts that we might hear and respond to your word for us this day. Amen. A few minutes after 9 o'clock this past Monday morning, a U-Haul pulled up in front of the church. Out of the truck's cab jumped three people ready to take our sanctuary chairs away. And I rejoiced at the sight of a truck that was large enough to take them all. You see, there's been a bit of drama regarding those old red chairs. I had carefully vetted a mission start congregation that was all ready to take them until their building fell through last week. And suddenly we had just a few short days to get rid of 250 or so sanctuary chairs. We put an ad up on Craigslist and hoped for the best. When the woman replied to my ad, I only asked her two questions. One, can you be here first thing Monday morning? And two, can you take them all? <laughs> we just needed them gone. After a few moments of introduction between the people in the truck and the faithful members of Abiding Presence who had come to move those red chairs for one last time, we got to work. And as we loaded them up into the truck, we began to hear their story. These three folks were the pastor and two ministers from True Freedom International Ministries a Christian church in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. They had a 3,000-square-foot sanctuary space filled with folding chairs. Their church had never had real sanctuary chairs, and they were so excited about the idea of taking ours to fill their sanctuary. 
I explained to them how those connectors work. You know those book connectors? Weren't they fun? Mm -hmm. So I was explaining them how they slide in and the angle. And I said to the, the minister, I said, do you have Bibles to put in these when you get back? She said, oh, no, we don't, we don't have Bibles in our sanctuary yet. I said, we've got some. So we packed up all those Bibles, and we sent them off with them, too. When the loading was complete, we snapped a quick picture together in front of the truck, and then we gathered to pray. And I had the opportunity to pray on your behalf over those chairs, those chairs that had held so many of our prayers and our praise, our joys and our laughter, our tears and our lament, those chairs that had held them all, I prayed that God would take those chairs and bless the next people who would sit in them, that there would be another group of people who would hear God's word and sing God's praises. And then, Pastor Alston, he asked if he could pray for us. And he prayed for our congregation. He prayed that God would send God's shalom, God's peace to fall upon us. Gathered around in a circle in the parking lot behind a U-Haul van, we had a Pentecost moment this past Monday, a moment when we experienced the power of God coming to earth as the Holy Spirit was poured out on us. God took a Craigslist post and a desperate pastor's plea to make chairs disappear, and God gave us a glimpse of the building up of the kingdom of heaven right here in our midst. This morning, there isn't one congregation walking into worship to find that their sanctuary has been transformed. There are two congregations. And it's not about the chairs. It's never been about the chairs. It's about the people who sit in those chairs. Today, and in all the days and weeks and months and decades to come. Abiding Presence Lutheran Church is now connected with part of the body of Christ over at True Freedom International Ministries. And you know what? We probably never would have gotten connected together if it wasn't for that Craigslist post in the Holy Spirit. But now our stories are woven together by the power of God and the working of God's Holy Spirit. This is the latest in a long line of Pentecost moments in the life of this congregation, moments when we experience the power of God coming to earth as the Holy Spirit was poured out onto us in the most surprising of ways. Moments when God's kingdom was built up just a little bit right before our eyes. Moments when we saw glimpses of what the kingdom of heaven will one day be like. These are Pentecost moments. They are holy moments which the people of God at Abiding Presence have been blessed to experience over and over again. We could spend all afternoon telling their stories, and I hope you will, as we sit and eat and laugh and share together. In the moments before Jesus ascended into heaven, you can find your new Bibles, the hardback ones in your chairs if you're near one, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. In the moments before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told his disciples what was going to happen next. He told them that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, 
And then Jesus told his disciples what that power was going to enable them to do. He said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They would be filled with God's power so that they could bear witness to what God had done, what God was doing now, and what God had promised to do in their future. It sounded good. It still sounds good. But those disciples, they had no idea what was coming. That is, until the day of Pentecost, which we read this morning, when the Holy Spirit showed up, the sound of a rushing wind, the flames of tongues of fire coming from the heavens, and suddenly the ability to speak in every language that there could be. On Pentecost, the disciples came to know what Jesus' instructions to bear witness to all the ends of the earth meant. And even more importantly, they were equipped with God's power and God's spirit so that they could follow those instructions. There are some that say that Pentecost is the birthday of the church. That's not quite true. Instead, Pentecost is the equipping of the church, the gifting of the Holy Spirit that sparked the spread of the good news of Jesus Christ to all the ends of the earth. Pentecost was the church receiving its mission to witness to the power and the possibilities of a God whose love knows no boundaries, a God who was willing to send God's only son to die so that we might have life. Today, we are a Pentecost church, a church filled with God's power through God's Holy Spirit, a church equipped to bear witness to Jesus Christ here in Burke, Virginia, and to all the ends of the earth. We are a church on the move. These chairs are comfortable, but we're not gonna stay in them forever. We're going to come back and be fed and nourished week after week so that we can be sent out into the world to bear witness to God's love. Over the past 40 years, Abiding Presence has been a Pentecost church. As we've thrown open our doors and trusted in the power of God and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to use the offering of our building to connect people to Christ from other congregations who have needed a place to worship, to launching weekday ministries like Mainly Music and Mops, to serving our neighbors with ESL classes and a food pantry, to offering a fall festival that now reaches over 300 people every October, to embracing a style of ministry that we call Community Center, that has created a name for abiding presence in Burke as a place where we will support you in your journey, regardless of where you're from. There have been countless Pentecost moments in this space, some of which we know, others that we don't, where the power of God has worked through moments like a yoga class in Bailey Hall to connect someone to Christ and this church. We are grateful for those moments. And we have been a Pentecost church that's gone out into the local community to meet people where they are at the Shepherd Center and 
Echo and the Carpenter's Shelter, in creative ways like Pastor Heidi's Coffice Hours, where she hangs out in coffee shops around the area with a sign and a prayer, or no prayer, depending on what folks need. You have witnessed. Now, we Lutherans do not like the language of witness. We makes us squirm in our seats, and you've gotten over that. It's been amazing. And you've talked to your neighbors and your coworkers and your friends about what this church means to you, and more so what God is doing in your life. And in those moments, the Holy Spirit has been poured out. We have been a Pentecost church as we've traveled the world sharing God's love in places like China and South Africa. And to our brothers and sisters in the Dominican Republic, with whom we now have formed an ongoing relationship, and we'll be back this summer. We've given much, but we have received so much more as we have experienced the power of God pouring out God's Holy Spirit in those whom we have met, and in those holy moments we have been privileged to have with them. We have been a Pentecost church as we've worshipped in all sorts of different places, from the movie theater with the popcorn, to the dance studio with all the mirrors, to the school cafeteria with the closet where everything came in and out and in and out. We've turned those places into God's holy space. We've worshipped in different ways, with different styles of music, at different times of the week, but we've always worshipped the same God, with the same faithful prayers of thanksgiving, and God's Holy Spirit has been poured out through word and sacrament, strengthening us. Today we celebrate 40 years of Pentecost moments that have led us to this place. We give thanks to all those who have witnessed to us about Jesus Christ and have connected us to this church. We recognize our long-term members, especially our charter members whose faithfulness and commitment to this congregation led us to be the vibrant church we are today. It was families like the Chandlers and the Raiders and the Brookshires and the Andrews and the grosses who sat in that room and wouldn't let them close their church. They couldn't see a Pentecost moment on that day, but they believed that it was coming. They trusted that God had plans for a church right here in Burke, Virginia, and they waited, and they prayed, and they worked really hard until that Pentecost moment showed up. And it did, and it did in a big way. We thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness, and we thank you that you have taught us. And we ask you to continue to teach us that sometimes Pentecost doesn't come on our own timing. Sometimes we have to wait and work and pray, but we can believe that God does show up. We have been a Pentecost church, but more importantly, we are a Pentecost church, and we will be a Pentecost church for generations to come. We worship a God who promises us that our best days are not in the past. Our best days are still to come, and we cling to that promise for our broken and hurting world, which this week looks even more broken than last week and even more broken than the week before. We also trust in that promise, 
that our best days are still to come for Abiding Presence Lutheran Church in the face of statistics in a society that tells us that mainline churches like ours are on the decline, we are growing and we are wholly committed to making disciples. Connecting people to Christ through community isn't a tagline in Abiding Presence. It is a way that we follow Jesus and it shapes everything that we do. We may not be the ones sitting in these chairs at the 50th anniversary celebration. These chairs might not even be in this church by the time of the 75th. And when we get to 100, I hope the good folks have renovated the whole place. <laughs> but whatever else happens between now and those next milestones, I pray that there might be a pastor who stands in the pulpit, who loves this church, as much as Pastor Bailey loved it for so many years, and as much as Pastor Beaver loved you before that, and Pastor Wenzelberger before that, and that I have the privilege to stand here and love you today. I pray that there will be a pastor who looks out at the congregation of people who have gathered and proclaims to them that we are a Pentecost church. We are a church that is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can go out into the world to bear witness to Christ. We are a church on the move. Thanks be to God for 40 years. And thanks be to God for all the years to come. Amen. Amen.